Listener Production. What do you know about manifestation? Manifestation is turning your thoughts, your dreams and desires into physical reality. Today on Feed, Play, Love, we're talking about how manifestation can help kids be more confident and happy. Feed, Play, Love with Siobhan Hunt. Manifestation might be something you think belongs in the land of woo-woo, but my next guest says it's a powerful tool that can help our children reset their way of thinking. Sarah Greenberg is the host of the listener podcast, A Life of Greatness. She's developed a course for adults, teaching them how to use this tool, and now she also has a meditation for children. She's also a mum of two children aged eight and ten, just happens to be the same age as my children. Hi, Sarah. How are you? Ah, that's so nice. I am well. Thank you for having me, Siobhan. I think it's a very interesting topic. We'll get into it, but I feel like eight and ten are the perfect age for this tool, but we can talk about that in a minute. Absolutely. Now, how would you describe manifestation? How does it work in your life? So manifestation is such an interesting thing and I I learned about it over a decade ago and then became quite obsessed with it in a great way because, as I mentioned, manifestation is turning your thoughts, your dreams, your wishes, your desires into reality. And how do you do that, you may ask? Well, there's a, there's a lot of science behind manifestation. So, you know, a lot of people have seen on TikTok that it's become really big and it kind of has this woo-woo idea about it, maybe more so from the movie The Secret that came out many years ago, which was actually good because it, it gave people the knowledge that manifestation existed. But manifestation is knowing that life happens for you, not to you. And also it's around being a good person and the idea is what you are, you will attract into your life. So if you're a good person, you will see that reflected in your everyday. And how do you go on to be a good person is a lot of rewiring that subconscious mind. So why that's so good for children is because up until the age of seven, children are in that subconscious mind. The conscious mind isn't as clicked on as what it is after that. And that's, as you would know, Siobhan, is where all our belief system is made. So that's where we look at our peers, we look at our family and our caregivers, and we decide what beliefs and who we are based on what's kind of around us, more so the actions than the words. So that is the best time to make sure that the subconscious mind is wired in such a way that your little one believes that they are loved, that they are cared for, that they are safe. And once those values are set, then it goes on to older years where they don't have to be like, I'll speak for myself, you know, me or most adults out there where they're, you know, battling away at their, you know, subconscious um, hard input that they had when they were young and they felt like they were not good enough and, or, you know, all those things that we spent years in the psychologist trying to unravel. <laughs> so the best bit about manifestation is that all the adults I speak to about this said, I wish I knew this when I was young. I wish I knew what this was. So then I, it could have helped me and then I wouldn't have had to go through all the hard yards when I'm older. So in a nutshell, 
that's basically what manifestation is and, and why it's also good for our little ones. I think what's interesting about it is you mentioned The Secret, which it was from the early 2000s, right? And I think in some ways, yes, it introduced people to manifestation, but I'm wondering if it also kind of gave it a bit of a bad rep because yes. people would, it's almost a butt of a joke now, like, I want that bike, so I'm going to think about that bike. Or, and if I think about that bike, it's going to materialize in front of me, which is a very kind of, it, it, it seems to do a disservice to what you're talking about, which if you break it down, sounds like part positive psychology, part growth mindset, part older sort of ancient traditions of karma. It yes. seems like it's got yes. all of those things built into it. Whereas when I think about The Secret, I'm like, oh, come on. I yeah. really do want that holiday in New Zealand, but just <laughs> thinking about it ain't going to get me there. Well, that's it. And I think, you know, the, it was that whole like, I need a car spot. <laughs> well, I'm going to think of the car spot. I think that was the cliche one that Rhonda used in The Secret. But I've interviewed Rhonda, on my, Rhonda Byrne on my podcast, who was the creator of The Secret, a beautiful Australian woman. Um, and who went on to be extremely successful. And I feel there were elements in that movie that people just didn't get, right, uh, that were actually there. So the whole idea is that a lot of athletes and a lot of musicians have used the tool of visualisation for many years. And they use it in the help that, you know, say a runner runs in a race or a swimmer is obviously swimming. Before that, they'll coach will give them, you know, tools and be able to teach them about visualisation. And how they do that is that they will visualise themselves in the race, but when they visualise themselves, the bit that's missing from like, I just want the car and I'm thinking of the car space, is to actually feel and raise your energy that it's there, right? So when they're doing that, in science it's proven that the mind doesn't know the difference between the eyes shut and the eyes open. It thinks it's actually there. So the more that the athletes were doing this, the more that they actually tested that these athletes that were doing the combination of actually, you know, doing their running race or training for swimming in the pool, they were doing that and the ones that were doing the visualisation performed better than the ones that were not. And so that goes with everything. So there's science behind why this exists. And then you say to yourself, all right, well, how is this good for children? And as I mentioned, it is this whole idea of the belief system and why I created the meditation I did for manifestation. I thought, why wouldn't we plug the subconscious beliefs that we wanted to into our kids when, when they're young? So again, this has, you know, been proved a lot by science that when we listen to uh, a lot of affirmations and they're in our own voice and they give it to adults whilst they're sleeping, so they say to you, and I actually did this for a long period of time, record these affirmations in your own voice and when you go to sleep, have your earbuds in and you'll eventually just fall asleep with them in, but that's when your subconscious mind comes out and that's when it's actually taking in the information. If you just did it during the day, that's where your conscious mind is, is on. You're not going to take in the information like you would. So if a child is in their subconscious mind and you're just telling them to listen to this meditation and it's telling them how much they're loved, how much they're cared for, and then you're teaching them the basic techniques of visualisation. And I do it, imagine you're in your favourite place, you're in a castle, and there's everything that you wish for there, and you're in this safe space where the people that love you the most are there. 
I mean, what a beautiful place for children to go. You know, children are, are the ones that have this amazing imagination, so they probably can do it way better than what we can. And and they're at this place visualising what they want to come into reality, but doing it in a very safe space where these subconscious messages are coming into them as well. So they're coming out of it feeling really good and fulfilled. And I mean, you know, with a lot of kids, this might be a, the only safe space for them. They might be at school and they might not be feeling happy about themselves, but they come and they listen to this meditation and it makes them feel happy and they create that kind of life that they want in their mind. And, you know, one thing about manifestation is, yes, you can do it with your eyes shut, but then you need to go on in your everyday and be that person. So the more that you keep doing it, and I do it every single day, the more that you have this faith that these dreams and desires are yours and you walk into your eyes open life with that knowledge. So yeah, just, it's, it's such a beautiful practice. It makes you a really good person. So I think, um, going back to that piece about our kids being a similar age, that eight and 10 year old heading into the tween and teen years. And you've, you've also mentioned that, you know, up until about age seven, children are living in their subconscious. So I know, people talk about concrete and formal thinking. So children at a certain age will be very, they're very um, egocentric, that everything's about them. And then they head into their older years and they start to be more aware of what people think of them. Mm. Um, And I've witnessed that with my own children, that when they start to become aware of what people think of them, that's when they have challenges with their confidence. And it seems that this could be a way to help children find confidence if they can't feel it. Like, how do you help your child feel confident when all of a sudden they started feeling really insecure just because their brain's growing and developing and they're experiencing new things? So this seems like a way that you can try and help your child experience what it feels like to be confident. Well, that's exactly it. And that's why for me, it was like I... Uh, it was really important to add those, almost those affirmations in there as well, because I'm not saying to my eight-year-old, record yourself doing this. You'd look at me as if I was mad and (laughs) have the attention span of two seconds and run away. That's not going to happen. But when you've got beautiful music, you know, they all love beautiful music and you make it quite, you know, you make it to their age group, then they're sitting and listening to something, which is almost like you're putting on a kid's podcast or something like that and they're enjoying it, and you're allowing them to use their imagination, but you're having that positive messaging coming in as well. Like I said, it's such a safe space for them and such a happy space for them. And what it was for me when I do my manifestation meditation, it's the most exciting thing that I'm doing. I love it. I will get up at six in the morning when I am exhausted, Siobhan, and there is, (laughs) I, I cannot be bothered, but I know I'm going into doing this this meditation. And I've I've made the kids, kid ones a lot shorter, obviously, because of their attention span. The adult one that I do is much longer, but I go in there knowing I am creating my dreams today. And why would not I not get up every morning knowing that I'm about to create my reality? How do you follow through after that meditation? Because I know when you talk about manifestation, I think you've touched on it earlier. It's not just about thinking positive thoughts or imagining what you want, there is action that is attached to that. So it's kind of almost like that positive psychology 
mindset of saying, I'm going to think of, I'm going to be confident and positive and this is what I want, but you're not going to get it just by thinking about it, right? You have to follow through with actions. And I'm just wondering how you might use that with your own kids. You, you've made this beautiful meditation. Lucky them. They get it from their mum. But they, they listen to it. And then what do you say to them? Say, let's just say, for example, if one of your kids really wanted to be on the basketball team and that was yes. their manifestation, how would you treat that? So I spoke to my son a lot about this, who's the 10-year-old many years ago. And I was I was like, okay, how am I going to teach him the art of manifestation? And so basically I sat him down and said, you know, you're, you are so powerful that you can create anything you want. And if you think about it, and when you think about it, you get so excited about it. So think about the love that you would feel and the excitement you would feel about being on that basketball team to give him the understanding of how exactly to do it. So then when he goes into that meditation, he knows what to do. And then I'm like, well, you live in that knowledge that you're going to be on that basketball team. And it might not be straight away, but it will be one day you will be on that basketball team and give him and instill the confidence within him that this is, he can achieve what he wants to achieve. And so I think that's really important as well. And one like I said, one aspect of the meditation is I've used words to allow them, like when I describe something, it's like feel the most love in your heart that you've ever felt. And one really important thing is, is at the end, I get them to put their left hand on their heart and then feel so grateful for whatever they want to create and feel the feelings of happiness and excitement. Because when you do that, you're raising your energy and that allows you to be in the in in the number one place that you want to be when you're manifesting anything. I imagine there are parents listening to this who would be really worried about instilling this idea in their children and then what happens if they're in an accident and that dream of being on the basketball team can never happen or they're just not good enough no matter how hard they try. Speaking as someone who loves my yoga, but over decades and still cannot do a handstand, not saying I'll never do it, but you know, there are sometimes there are literal physical things that stop us from achieving our dreams. What would you say to those parents who are like, oh, I don't want to tell my kid they can achieve anything when life sucks sometimes and you can't? Yes. Well, I think the whole idea is that, I mean, I'm not even going to say you have to be realistic because I don't believe that to be true. If a child wants to do something, at least get them to give it a go. And if they're really bad at it, they're probably not going to want to do it anymore. But (laughs) don't be the one that says you can't. And I feel like You know, for years I said my daughter wanted to dance and dance and dance and I just didn't want to take her left, right and centre to go to all of these ballet here, jazz here and all that. And then I like gave up and I was like, all right, I feel like you just do it. And she's doing it now. And I see this sense of joy in her. And I feel really bad because I'm like, I I feel awful because for years I was like, I don't want you to do competitions and be put up in front of all these other people and, you know, they were and drive you everywhere. And yes, she didn't have something that didn't enable her to do that. But at the same time, I'm of the believer that if your child wants to do something, it has to be safe and it can't be stupid or silly or mean to anyone else, of course. 
then let them find it out for themselves. Don't you be the one to put that block there because I feel that as a parent you might regret that. Mm. But in that whole sense of you can be whatever you put your mind to. Yeah. I think there's probably I, – I, I, I feel yeah. like I'm of that generation where we were told that and there are – when I get together with my friends now, there's a lot of, we were told we could do everything, but we can't, you know. Life is this and it's what it is for women, you know. I was of that generation where we were taught you can – have your career by 30, have your children, travel the world and, you know, you can have it all yes. basically. And I think we've come to that point feeling like we've been sold a lie because life doesn't work like that, you know. You have yeah. bills to pay. And, and Absolutely. And I think, I mean, there is suffering in life. There, Part of life is suffering and no one is immune to that. I mean, I was of the generation where I was told, no, you're not good enough to do that. So... <laughs> So, so don't do that. Um, and a lot of my friends were like, you're not smart enough to do that or you're not this enough to do that. So that was my generation. And I think that puts terrible, um, you know, messages into your subconscious and then you're spending the rest of your life trying to wire them out. But, you know, I, I think a lot of, of life and children is obviously as a parent, you guide them to do the best that they can. But you also allow them to dream and you also, you know, there's that whole like you people, always adults say to these kids, you know, what do you want to do when you grow up? And the kid has no idea what they want to do when they grow up because they're seven. <laughs> and they might say like, my son wants to own a chip shop. He said, I want to own a shop with chips. I, 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 <laughs> I, I respect that. Yeah. And as an adult's mother, you're thinking, oh, it's not going to earn much money <laughs> or God knows what goes through my head. But I say, you know what? You're going to make the best chips. I just know it. And so many people are going to buy them and you're going to have so much joy. Obviously, I feel that he may not want to do that, you know, when he gets into his late teenage years. But why should I be the one to shut it down? You know, let him, I think part of being a kid is letting them go and discover it for themselves rather than you be that kind of block there. So yes, we won't maybe achieve everything we want to in life, but at least have the dream to allow you to work it out for yourself. I think that's very important. You've touched on the manifestation meditation that you've developed for kids. Can you tell us a little bit more about it? How does it work? You said it's shorter than the ones that you've done for adults. Yes. So um, as I mentioned, you you have touched on it earlier, but um, could you just explain a little bit more about that? Absolutely. So it goes for about 12 minutes. And what I do at the start is just trying to like really get them into their breath and to really kind of notice, like breathe in, breathe out, just so it really relaxes them as any meditation would start if you're an adult as well, but then doing it in more kiddie words so they understand like, you know, have your eyes closed and feel where your nose would be and just get them out of their head and thinking. And then it moves on to that more creative side of the actual visualisation and getting them to visualise things that make them happy and be in a place that's safe and then I go in putting a lot of what I spoke about, those affirmations in there, but doing it from the, you know, you are so loved and you're in a place where you have everyone around you that loves you so much and that you are so cared for and so smart and all these things to make them feel really good. And then it ends by doing the gratitude and then putting their hand on their heart and thinking about the things that make them feel so loved and so happy and then giving such gratitude for those beautiful things happening in their life. Like 
They could think of their mum and put their hand on their heart and that makes them so happy. But again, it's just kind of raising their energy and making them feel a certain way. So they walk out of that meditation and just feel so happy about themselves and so safe and so comforted. Um, and that's, that's basically how it works. And then they go on with their day or they go to sleep feeling that they feel worthy and they feel loved and they feel cared for. What a beautiful thing to put out in the world. Sarah, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Thank you so much for having me. It's been such a lovely conversation. That's Sarah Grinberg. She's the host of A Life of Greatness. And for links to Sarah's podcast and the meditation for kids that she spoke about, check out the links in the notes of this episode. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Feed, Play, Love, a listener original podcast. If there's something you'd like to learn more about, email me at feedplaylove at sca.com.au. I'd love to hear from you. For more great kids and parenting podcasts, check out the listener app and don't forget to follow us. I'm Siobhan Hunt. See you next time.